I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This, this shirt has got a problem. Why? This is the only shirt I wear which makes me sweat profusely. I don't think the shirt makes you sweat. I think it's... No, honestly, it's every other shirt I wear isn't that bad. I've this got, one, unbelievable. I've got certain shirts that... Smell more of me in them, like my grey, my grey barb jumper. Yeah, I smell, I smell in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm the same with this, but I do sweat as well at the same time. Yeah, I've I recorded that whole thing by the way. Great, fantastic. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to the Second Tier Podcast, I'm Ryan Dilks and I'm joined by the Wigan last year to my Wigan this year, it's Justin Peach. I'm going to caveat that because I don't think the Wigan last year was as bad as the one this year, was it? Well they were pretty much doomed to relegation by Christmas. Were they? Yeah, well in my book they were and then in the second half of last season they were pretty terrible as well. Yeah. But they are going quite well, but we won't go into that just <coughs> yet, Justin. First of all, how are you? I'm good. I'm tired. Thursday evenings, they really do take it out of you, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is, we, we had people asking us on Twitter, um, what time is this going out? And I wish it could be earlier, but unfortunately, we both have jobs and they pay us a lot better than this podcast does at the moment. <laughs> so, unfortunately, we have to prioritise them. But one day, we'll be able to release them earlier yeah so maybe (laughs) possibly i don't know but this is a midweek episode as justin pointed out and if you haven't listened to a midweek episode before it is very much a streamlined version of this podcast it is very much the meat not the bread just the meat of the chicken sandwich i don't know about that because meat's quite a a hefty substance within a sandwich it is a hefty substance but we don't have the poles other news Craig Bryson pub quiz, which so is the, the bread. There's no garnish, there's no bread, there's no side dish. No. It's literally just protein. It's meat. It yeah. is meat on a plate. A big old chicken breast just slapped down on your plate. That's what you're getting right now, so enjoy it. Justin, this week, this midweek results have... Re- they've blown me away. They've absolutely yeah. blown me away. I was sat looking at the table earlier and thinking to myself, what on earth has happened? I mean, I was sat in genuine disbelief looking at the table because mm-hmm. not too long ago, we thought the promotion race was wide open and the relegation battle was pretty much done. Yeah. Now, it's pretty much the other way around. And all the bottom three won this midweek, meaning there's just five points separating 16th and 22nd. I'm looking at the bottom of the table and I... I can't call it. I honestly cannot call who is going down at this point now. It's 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 certainly one of those that 
it epitomizes the championship oh of how unpredictable it's just suddenly become yeah we love you, it this is why we love it because as i say not too long ago we thought this is it but now i mean the promotion race isn't said and done no. let's make sure that's clear but we still have all three that were very much up for debate as to where it's yeah. going to end up Certainly the case, and yeah. the relegation battle especially is particularly interesting we'll start there shall we absolutely let's start at the very bottom where we find luton who are just four points now from safety after picking up an unbelievable 2-1 win against brentford yeah. shocking result never saw this come in what are your thoughts <laughs> it's an acabuster, isn't it Oh, massively. Well, we're in my acre. We've, so cheers we, for that, I, say, I think we've had one almost every game week now where there's a there's a team that's completely turned it, everything on its head. Yeah, um, and this is probably one of the biggest ones of the season, you'd say. Definitely, That yeah. and Wigan beating Leeds, I suppose, although Leeds weren't in great form at the time. Magic Brentford aren't in great form at the moment either. So, But this has got to be one of the shocks of the season, hasn't it? I, I guess so. When you look at the league tables and... and Possibly some of the, uh, a bit of the form if you when you put it into context, but when you look outside of that, Luton haven't done that badly over the last four games. I think they've won three of the last four, three of the last four, and then the, the game against Charlton. You can argue it was that was just the game sort of it left them by um, a decision, had a dodgy goal disallowed. Yeah, ex- exactly, and you know, turned the game on its head. So results wise and performance wise, it hasn't actually been that bad for Luton, whereas Brentford. Again on Saturday, look, they looked sloppy for an hour, and it, it it seeped into the game against Luton as well. So, is it a surprise? Yeah, okay, you look at the league table, but then again, you you probably could have seen a result coming. For mm. Luton. I can see where you're coming from. I can see where you're coming from, and um, especially when Luton are at home, mm-hmm. um, you would not call it a, a major shock, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Speaking of shocks, Barnsley Fulham was another one I thought of uh, just a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Exactly. That, that was probably a bigger shock than any of the games we've mentioned so far. But this game has really stirred things up, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. f- from a Brentford perspective and from a Luton perspective, because they are very much now in with a very decent chance of staying up. Still four points off Middlesbrough in mm-hmm. 21st. Um, I pretty much said Luton were down. And. Uh, I'm not completely, you know, eating my words just yet. <clears throat> yeah. uh, but they have given themselves one hell of a chance. And fair play to Graham Jones. He's kept the faith. Told he what, what, what were his words the other the other week? He said something outrageous. And we were, we were scoffing at what he said. But I can't remember what it was. I can't remember. No, it was, it was oh, it, something like the results... It was something like the results were lying or something along he those lines. He pulled out a Woodgate, did he? Yeah, he, he did a Woodgate and we were, we were scoffing at him, like yeah. chortling at him. But he he seems to have really turned things around there. Where it goes from here, who knows? I, I, I told you to, to keep the faith of Graham Jones. <laughs> did I you? Told you? I told you and the Luton Town fan base. Keep right. the faith of Graham Jones. All right. I'm not sure about it, that. It but. might pay off, it might not, but you know there, there should be a long-term project there. Yeah, but either way, Unbelievable three points because Absolutely. I didn't give Luton much chance here. I don't think anybody did, but as you say, big three points. They defended like Trojans at the end of that game um, against a very, very good, a very, very, well, yeah, a very good side. Worth pointing out, Brentford spanked them seven nil earlier in the season as revenge, well. Revenge, revenge. It, it is revenge. The sweetest revenge of all. Luton are also unbeaten in their night games. Really? Kenneth Road, yeah. 
That is a very interesting stat. I, think I can't imagine there have actually been that many games. There, but it's there, still there have been six games, and three have come post January. Okay. So yeah, they're unbeaten in their night games. So yeah. fair enough. From a Brentford perspective, though, this is a shocking result, isn't yeah. it? And it does massive, massive damage to their hopes of going up automatically. Oh, so I mean. The interesting thing was from our trip down to Brentford at the weekend was that a lot of Brentford fans were pretty much just assuming they'd finish in the playoffs now, not go up automatically. I I was a bit more optimistic about them, but uh, that's the optimism hasn't died, but it's 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 fading. It's been given horrible news. (laughs) definitely and this this game as well it was a poor game Rico Henry gave the foul away for the first goal and gave the foul away for the second goal as well and that's what I mean the sloppiness just started to seep in and again going back to Saturday against Blackburn midfield wasn't winning second balls in that game Um, and again it happened against Luton they weren't winning second balls enough I don't know. I don't know what they need in there. That's gonna. That's gonna fix that. But they could. They could do with a leader, and they, they need big Pons back, don't they? Yeah, big Pontus Janssen needs to come back into the fold of things. But we, I was very much putting down their um, rather shaky run of form down to Janssen not being there. But I've started to just think that might not just be it because a lot of the players who they were relying on earlier in the season are really not pulling their weight as no. much as they were early in the season like Josh De Silva for example mm-hmm. he's been really sloppy recently he was a creative force yeah, yeah, in absolutely. the first half of the season yeah. not doing it as much now uh, Brian and Bruma is not playing as well as he was earlier in the season mm-hmm. he's really gone off he's the ball bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jean Vier looks awful <laughs> he, <laughs> he, yeah he, he, again I you need players to step up, and they they have got a good group of centre halves there. Yeah. Jean Vier, Pinnock, Janssen. Yeah, but um, Jean Vier, his his performances. He I mean he played he was all right for for Brentford last season, mm-hmm. and then earlier in the season when he was playing a bit more, he was doing a half decent job. Yeah. But he's looked really poor when he's been asked to step up into Janssen's shoes. Dalsgaard, I'm. I've, yeah, I've had a bit, a few question marks over recently. It's worth pointing out that Royce Love um, again last night was was very, he impressed me a fair bit in that yeah. Brentford side. Yeah, um, he, he's think, coming to the side. Answer. Yeah, I'd, I'd expect him to step up in front of Dalsgaard once Janssen's back in. Yeah, absolutely. We've spoken about this game for too long, Justin. But um, in summary, Brentford they're still only uh, four points off Fulham in third, but they are nine points now off Leeds. Um, I mean, they're still only three points inside the playoffs. Yeah, you've so, got to consolidate that place in the playoffs. Yeah, just got to, yeah, just really sort that out and yeah. uh, nail it down, really, haven't you? Uh, so, just ahead of Luton are Barnsley. They're now three points from safety after they beat Hull one nil. Again, another result which has had a massive impact on yeah. both sides, um, particularly Hull. But we'll, we'll talk about them in a sec because mm-hmm. Barnsley have won three and three now. Three, they're, they're bottom three. Are really just they, they've pulled it out of the bag, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. It's the great escape times three, isn't it? Yeah. For them. Um, Barnsley again were really impressive against Hull. They, they. Sh- it's their third clean sheet in a row. Third one in a uh, win in a row. These are these massive results for Barnsley. Um, I don't think you can you can overlook that. The mm. clean sheets are important um, for, to start, and obviously the wins as well. And going to the game last night. They were up against a fairly poor Hull side. 
who have been unlucky with injuries. Um, but it didn't look like Hull had an answer. Yeah, Hull have been incredibly unlucky with injuries. And as I say, we'll get onto them in a sec. But once again, Corley Woodrow pulling things out of the bag. Yeah. He is, he's really developed, hasn't he, into this class championship striker. Mm-hmm. And we've said it before, but if Barnsley were to go down this season, he's he'll be on a hit list for a lot of championship oh, clubs, yeah. won't he? I don't, I don't think you can call him a, a striker. He's turned into some like false nine and a half, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's a number 10 stroke number nine. He's filling in the hole. Like the, the goal last night, he started and finished it. Mm. Um, his ability, as I, I honestly, I didn't know he was as good as he was. Um, well, he had a lot of potential when he was yeah, at Fulham, yeah, didn't he? And I pointed out his spell at Burton a couple of weeks ago. He almost single-handedly kept them up um, a couple of seasons back. So it's definitely there, but I didn't know it was it was as good as it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited by Corley Woodrow yeah. now. And he's still quite young. So yeah. he's Not still even in his peak. No, he's still got a long way to go in his career. And it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. But Barnsley, it's it's fantastic to see. Because we, we, we like this Barnsley side. Because it's, it's full of young talent, yeah, and they seem to have really, really gone for it. No, absolutely. And as I say, I say, I think I pointed out either the weekend or previous episode that they're second behind Leeds in terms of pressing. Um, again, there's potential in this Barnsley side. You just hope that there's enough enough games for them, yeah, yeah. Um, to to stay up. To be honest yeah. with you, because it'd be good to see them again next season. Again, Struber, fantastic job, fantastic absolutely. job. He, they went through this poor patch, didn't they? Where it looked like, oh, okay because Struber started off well yeah. and then it went downhill and it looked like they were very much down yeah. and now turned it around again. Unbelievable stuff from Struber. But Hull, I said at the weekend yeah. that they could be in danger of going down and when I said that, I said it kind of with a, with a I don't know, I wasn't 100% A pinch confident. of salt. A pinch of salt, yeah, that they could potentially go down but you look at the table now you consider their injury problems you consider the quality of their squad mm-hmm. Hull I would be much more concerned about than the three teams below them no. Charlton Huddersfield and Stoke absolutely I would be looking at them and be thinking wow they are in deep deep trouble I have no idea where the goals are going to come from for Hull no Tommy's now out for the season yeah some weird coincidence that I think three players have been ruled out for the season with ankle injuries um, Lehigh, Kane, and now Eves. It's those training methods. It's just, yeah, it's bizarre, but. And Eves wasn't prolific before. No, um, no idea where the goals are going to come from now. No, they are in massive, massive trouble. Yeah, it's such the, a worry. For them. The. I'm looking at their side. It is a really poor side. Marcus Madison. He has come into this side, hasn't he? And mm-hmm. now you're looking at him as maybe their one beacon of hope for someone who could yeah. really help them out. But they are in massive, massive trouble now. And they've had a Kevin Stewart <clears throat> come back. That's one positive. Mm-hmm. They need a lot of positives because their injury list is really piling up and it's well, having a massive effect on their form. The only way you're going to see them go, uh, staying up is grinding out games. I just don't think that defensively they've, they've been so poor yeah. um, since the turn of the year. Uh, I just can't see it happening. It is a, it is a massive worry and I, it, as you say, it's opened up the, the relegation race. Yeah. 
relegation battle. Yeah, that's probably a more suitable word. <laughs> Not really a race, um, but they will be looking to get three points on the board this weekend when they welcome Leeds. Uh, so good luck with that, Hull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the team in twenty second, but level on points for twenty first is Wigan. They picked up a brilliant three 0 win over Reading. Wigan have got fourteen points from a possible twenty one. One of the form sides in the division as well. You've got to say. Yeah, I was going to say the form side, but I don't think they are technically, are mm. they? But you, at the moment, you would not want to play Wigan, would you? No, they've really got cooking, haven't they? Hey. Um, no, yeah, absolutely. They, they, they're mixing up the game. Keith Moore has been superb. Um, his goal again last night was crisp. The back heel finish. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And I wanted to bring him up, actually. He is someone who is full of confidence yeah. at the moment. He has gone this whole season completely devoid of confidence. Yeah. It was it was awful to see because he they spent a bit of money on him mm-hmm. and we thought he might do quite well. Yeah. And it wasn't happening. But now a player like that doing a backheel and scoring a goal like that from quite far out as well. Yeah, he's there's got a, a lot of work to do. Yeah. That does not happen from a player who is lacking confidence. He is absolutely brimming with confidence and at the moment. this is the thing, what other traditional number nine target men can you think of doing that? <laughs> Maybe, probably just Mishevitz, but going back to like previous target men like Steve Howard or... Steve Howard. Love, Andy, love Andy, to hear him Andy, Andy, Andy Carroll. Well, maybe Andy Carroll could, but you just can't imagine him doing that, can you? Um, credit to him. And Jamal Lowe as well has, yeah. been, has been really, really good last three or four games. Yeah. We hammered him, didn't we? Absolutely. And I think, I, I'm not going to you know, say we were wrong, because I think we were absolutely right. Yeah. He was playing absolutely terribly. But him and Kiefer Moore were two of the players that we looked at and thought, this Wigan side is actually quite good because they've got those two players. And then they've just been poor all season, mm-hmm. completely lacking for confidence. And then those two have come to the, have come out of nowhere really, yeah. haven't they? And really pulled their socks up yeah, and dragged Wigan out, well, not out of the situation yet, but very much on their way out. It's no coincidence that those two are playing well and Wigan are doing well. Yeah. But there are other players that are in form yeah. as well. You're looking at Nathan Byrne again, uh, probably another goal, and um, Kipri at the back is an absolute beast. Yeah, um, bit dodgy defensively, but he he is. I a like beast. him. I do. I like him. Scores goals. I'll give you that. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk Reading then, because I tell you what, they're not. Out, they're in a bit of trouble themselves. Yeah. They're a, a, just a point ahead of Hull, and their form is a bit concerning in itself. They are one win in ten. Yeah, one win in ten, Justin. I I flicked the game on, and I I saw it. It's going to sound really harsh. I saw a team that was not asked at all. Well, did you see the the last goal? Yeah, exactly. But there was a moment before that where Charlie Adam had so much time on the ball, and he just. He just hoofed it. Yeah. I know he came from Stoke, but <laughs> there's no, there was no need to do it. He could have taken a touch and passed it inside, mm. but he just um, sliced it. What did you make air. of that last goal? Because uh, for anyone who's not seen it, um, who scored the last goal? Michael Jacobs. Remember. Jacobs. He uh, managed to get past a Reading defender mm-hmm. and then was one-on-one with the keeper, but you had two Reading defenders tracking back. They were just jogging. It was really easy for Jacobs. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, t- it's a tidy composed finish. Um, as well, given the circumstances with the injury to, to Dunkley, um, it was it was a good finish, but he was helped a hell of a lot by lack, lazy lack, defending, lacklustre, yeah. lacklustre defending. Yeah, and so the way things are going, uh, Reading's form shocking. 
Um, obviously, the Reading fans are calling for Bowen out. They weren't particularly enthusiastic about his performance, uh, his appointment, sorry, in the first place. Um, and now things have really gone tits up. I, I don't think that's... I think we could have called uh, Reading fans being annoyed as soon as the form yeah. went off the boil. Um, but what do you do? What do you do at this point? I, I, would, I wouldn't sack him. I, either, I think Who's in it, charge of sacking him? Is it him? Oh, God knows. God knows with, with that situation. Surely it is. I, the only thing is with Reading, they can't go through another manager at this point in the season because it's they're going to be going through this process again next season where this new manager that comes in will more likely get sacked again in September because that's been the sequence of events since Yapstam got sacked. Yeah. The thing is, if you sack your manager now, you're very much looking for a short-term exactly. um, appointment, aren't you? Well, I mean, uh, Bristol City are another club who mm. have, where the fans have been calling for Lee Johnson to be sacked. And all that's doing is trying to, yeah. in Bristol City's case, try and get in the playoffs. In Reading's case, try and stave off relegation. Yeah. Going into next season, it doesn't help you, does it? Unless yeah. that appointment is very good. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about Middlesbrough poor form because <laughs> their poor form continued. They lost 1-0 to Leeds. Not a shocking result, obviously, but they are now level on points with Wigan. Three straight losses. Not one since New Year's Day, is that no, right? Yeah, that's right. <sighs> <laughs> they are in deep, deep, just, yeah. deep shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you can't sugarcoat it. No, no. Uh, I asked you on Sunday... Uh, do you think Middlesbrough are more likely to go down than Wigan? I'm now asking you the question. Which teams are more likely to go down than Middlesbrough? <laughs> well, <clears throat> you you probably say Luton because they're bottom and yep. adrift, adrift by a few points, but they're probably the only team because Barnsley's form again. But those two are both in much better form than Middlesbrough. No, absolutely. And I think I was speaking to, I speak to someone about it today. Middlesbrough's squad it is a mid-table squad isn't it I think it's a mid-table squad I think the spine of that team is 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 sturdy I, I can and see where you're coming from and there's sprinklings of quality in it and there's goals as well um, I've I've defended him a little bit this season but Woodgate it's hard to see where he goes now yeah I've, yeah he's lost he's lost the fans he lost the fans at the weekend he's, he's lost the fans you've got to say he must have lost the players because this, as you say, experienced players in mm-hmm. this side, Clayton, Howson, Friend, I these are ex- yeah. experienced players in this starting eleven, and they don't look bothered. Don't look bothered yeah. at all, do they? They probably are bothered, but they're just. There's no game plan. There's no style of play. There's, I. You can't identify this Borough team with anything. It's it, it, perfect. Perfect answer there. They don't have an identity at all. Woodgate's been caught between a. He wants to play a high press. He wants to play attacking football. But the transition from the Pulis, um style of play would have been difficult anyway. So you've got to you got to do that slowly. Look how long it's taken Derby to get going under Koku. The 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 guy is inexperienced and out of his depth, in my opinion. I mean, I have been saying that for most of the season. Yes, and I apologise for not listening to you. <laughs> I called him the cheap option. He, he is the cheap, cheap, option. cheap option. And it is very much showing that that is the case. This Middlesbrough side are... I'm getting more and more confident they're going down at this rate. Mm. And if they were to go down, how much of a blow do you think this would be to the club? Because 
they they've lost a bit of money recently, haven't they? And yeah. they've got players on big wages there. It's gonna take a massive, <clears throat> massive job from a board level, really, to really steady the ship because things could go really south. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. To not s- careful. It's hard to see where the salons are in in the squad. Obviously, the the younger players that are there. They they have that, but the, yeah. as you say, there's, there seems to be an imbalance. There's young players coming through, and then there's players not necessarily coming to the end of their careers, but they're past their peak. Yeah, there's no, I know exactly. There's, what no, you there's mean. no middle grounding. No, um, I mean the, the likes of uh, just reeling off a few names: George Friend, Halson, Clayton. I know I've just mentioned them. The three players there coming to the end of their careers on massive wages. They're not going to shift anytime soon, are no. they? Why would you? Um, and then further afield, you've got uh, Ayala. He's been linked with a move back to Spain. I imagine he will go. Mm-hmm. Asamba Longa is an interesting one <laughs> because I, I don't know who's going to pay big bucks for him considering how poor he's been this season. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a really scary time, really. If I was a Middlesbrough fan, I'd be scared about where the club is going. I think you've got to be fairly happy, not happy, but content that you know you've got a good chairman in Steve Gibson that who's going to underwrite the losses well you say that you've got a question now, yeah, I, know, no, I know he's absolutely. got a reputation as a good chairman but well, when you look at the state of how things are at the moment it went wrong a good for, chairman wouldn't let that happen no definitely it's it's the same as Mel Morris fan chairman put loads of money in goes wrong um, but it went it went really tits up when, the, when he appointed Gary Monk in my opinion and yeah. the and the, 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 uh, the signings they made were just so unbalanced, chucking money at it. There was no need to. Well, they do were it. banking on going back up. Quite yeah, I, exactly, and it it didn't pay off. And they continued to do it a little bit under Pulis. It hasn't paid off, and they're now they're stuck in this position. Mm. If there's one positive, it's that you've got some decent young players there, isn't it? And um, yeah. he brought back in Colson. It looked why he looked, why he dropped. Re- him, he looked know. really good going forward again. He created Tavernier's chance where he hit the bar. It infuriates uh, me, yeah. uh, Tavernier. Again, played well, um, but things really need to turn around at Middlesbrough. But Leeds, Leeds, they have really created a gap, and now it's West Brom and Leeds again, yes. who are clear at the top, five yeah. points clear of Fulham. It's another one 0 win as well. It just yeah, came to my head then. Um, fair play to them; uh, they they've turned around the form. They're, at this stage of the season, you've got to grind the games out, and they are still creating chances still not taking them as efficiently as they could do but they're defending a lot better than they were a month ago yeah. which is paying dividends now because those 1-0 wins are staying 1-0 wins teams aren't getting back into the game Middlesbrough had chances last night and obviously a two goal cushion is better than a one goal cushion um, <laughs> it's between a, you know, it's a fine line between a win and a draw at the end of the day but yeah they've they've got themselves back on track which is which is good for them yeah very good for them um as I say, they've got Hull coming up this weekend. You'd expect that to be three points, unless if oh, come on, Akabuster, come on, Leeds, please don't, <laughs> just don't do that to us. Uh, let's move on to Huddersfield. They avoid dropping into the bottom three after beating Bristol City two-one. This scoreline does not reflect no. how this game played out. <laughs> this was. A humiliating performance from a Bristol City perspective. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely abysmal. Yep. Huddersfield spanked them, should have won this game by at least five goals. Mm-hmm. 
it's unbelievable that it was 2-1. And, I mean, Huddersfield will be delighted with the three points, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> they'll be disappointed that it was only 2-1. Mm-hmm. But well, let's talk about Huddersfield first, because it was a very impressive performance from their perspective. Yeah. We'll give them that. And they have managed to create a two-point gap when they could have very well been in the bottom three yeah. um, after this game. Uh, what did you make of this uh, result? It's a, it's, a, it's a huge result for Huddersfield. Um, I think the, the thing that they've struggled with this season is they've not got that consistent run of wins together that's pulled them away from the relegation zone. That's what they're going to be looking for now is, is to build on that. They they played... It's just This is the type of football that they they want to adhere to and I think signings like Smith-Rowe were very, very shrewd because um, you know, it's players like him and Willock. Again, great goal last night. Yeah, um, was that, that was one of his uh, first games, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's played. A, he's played a, uh, a couple, but you know, he was sat. He wasn't even sat on the bench at West Brom. He was in the. Uh, he was in the twenty threes, mm. um, which is a shame because he is a talent, as football manager tells me. Um. So yeah, you know they, they've recruited very you know, shrewdly, and it's it's helped them and um, getting this win while teams that are below them are winning is vital. Yeah. Uh, and obviously teams around him haven't won his yeah massively especially as you say because all the teams around them are doing quite well um, but from Bristol City they they re- I, I, I'm disgusted with how they played in this game because <laughs> it was awful yeah. really really poor and one thing that I've noticed recently on Twitter and this will be an interesting insight for uh, fans of other championship clubs is that Bristol City fans keep telling us they are incredibly shocked that they are as high in the table as they are because yeah. they have they they have had some really poor performances throughout this season it's, they have won some games where they were lucky to win and it looks like it's catching up with them but at the same time Lee Johnson <coughs> is capable of this isn't he where he just after a good run of form yeah. lets himself down and they go on this really poor run of form straight afterwards that's why I can't rule them out of the playoffs just yet it's because <laughs> they can they can winning run like, yeah, right at the end of the season exactly They at the flip of a coin they can just go again and pick up five six wins on the trot that puts them back into the playoffs but we know he's we know he's a streaky manager but you don't need you don't you can't have that in the playoffs you can't you can't be Inconsistent when going into the playoffs, it's it's consistent teams win the playoffs. Mm. You look at um, Fulham, Reading um, of pa- uh, of the past years who have picked up late runs and got and got into the playoffs. Uh, Villa last year as well. It's consistent that 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 does you a massive favour, and I don't think this Bristol City side is anywhere near the level they need to be to compete in the playoffs. Look at the no. size they've got to come up against potentially. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, at the top of the table is West Brom. They won 2-0 at home to Preston. And once again, I said it on Sunday, looking even more and more likely mm-hmm. that West Brom are going to be in the Premier League next season. No, it's it's hard to see that any other way. Nine points. It, it's incredibly hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's, they are looking so good at the moment. The, they've created a big old gap now nine points between them and Fulham mm. they're full of confidence the new signings have really given them a new lease yeah. of life they've got players to come back in mm. their squad's depth is ridiculous I can't see West Brom not going up the thing is they learned from last season didn't they losing Harvey Barnes well, I think 
the, the, the recruitment last January was mediocre. They brought in one of the Murphys, Montero on loan. It wasn't that good, and they, I think they've they've obviously losing Harvey Barnes as well as I said. Um, they've learned from that, and they've I wouldn't say they've invested well, but they've brought in the right players in the right places to to push them to that next level that they need to go to to get yeah. into the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Ajayi. Um, Grisicki uh, Grisicki's not really played too much recently but Callum Robinson's obviously come in mm-hmm. in January Pereira is now there permanently mm-hmm. in a way they they have brought in some they've done some unbelievable business haven't yeah. they and it's really really showing and then you've got the foundation that's already there with Livermore who well, we'll talk a bit more about on Sunday yeah. uh, depending on what the result <coughs> will be um, but for me, he's got to be up there with one of the best players of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's so many good things about this West, mm-hmm. West Brom side. If there is one criticism, they do leak a few goals, yeah. e- even when they win. Um, but apart from that, I'm pretty much convinced they're going up now, yeah, unless definitely. they really, really capitulate. Uh, Preston, not too much you can really criticise them for, really. They're still sixth uh, level on points with Brentford. Yep. Um, but their away form, we all know. Mm-hmm. They've gone away to West Brom. You'd do well to get a point there, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I know West Brom's home record has been not sketchy, but it's not as good as it could be. No. Um, so perhaps there was a potential for a result. But then again, Preston's away record is, is pretty poor. Um, yeah, no, they didn't really not lay a glove on West Brom but they were not very prudent no um, sorry they were, they were prudent um, Nugent had the best chance of the game with a header and that was about it yeah yeah not much else really yeah. to say it, it, it was a poor performance from Preston really wasn't it but as you say you, can, you can't really read too much into it can yeah, you yeah we've said that a few times with, with some of their away games this season so yeah yeah absolutely uh, Fulham continued to chase down the top two with a 1-0 win over Swansea Um <laughs> I'm not convinced by Fulham, I've got to say. No, neither am I. Just, surely got the result here, but they put in some weird performances. And if you judge their performances, um, then by game by game, I don't think you'd have them as high on the table as they were. And when you consider the talent in their squad as well, it's, it's, it's weird, weird. I know I know it's easy to say take Mitrovic out of the side, where would Fulham be? Because he's scored a large percentage of their goals. Um But, but if you take Mitrovic out of the side, where would Fulham be? Exactly. <laughs> um But it is again, last night it was a it was a cross from deep and Mitrovic got in the end of it. Just two more crosses. I, yeah, I can I can it's it's they're so predictable. They've mm. been they'd have passed it around for eight to five minutes and they'd have chucked it forward for the last five, ten minutes. Yeah. The, the, it's that predictable at Fulham. Yeah. It's got to be said, they probably did deserve the win last night. And yeah. it, I mean, it did come in the 94th minute, so um, it was probably a job well done in the mm. end. Um, but the style of play that Parker plays is... It's too passive. Yeah, it's it, it's not making the most of what they got. And no. uh, we've said that plenty of times, haven't we? Um, they'll do very well to chase down the top two now who look like they've got a very good chance of running yeah. away with it at this point Swansea uh, not too much to say about them either really they're very much still in the playoff race aren't they and they they would have well they nearly snatched a point away from Fulham but um, you can't begrudge them a loss really because they didn't put in their best performance here did they no I, I mean 
Yeah, they they were pretty poor. I thought they were unlucky as well with some of the decisions that didn't go their way. Um, I think uh, a result would have kept them in the the running for the for this sixth place. They're not out of it yet, but I think this was a game to get a result in to to stay fairly confident. If they got a, a draw here, it would have been a very big point, wouldn't yeah. it? In especially in their uh, quest to get in the top mm-hmm. six, but they're still very much in it. I still think they've got a very good chance. Um, I was much more confident when I thought Van der Holm was going to be coming back. That's not happening now because he's out for the season. Yeah. Uh, but I still look at this Swansea side. They've got some good players in there and I still think they've got a good chance for me personally. Forrest picked up a 1-0 win over Cardiff, leaving them six points off the automatics. They're not giving up just yet, Justin. No, that uh, I'm... I'm... Am I surprised, or am I not surprised at the result last night? Because Cardiff's home record is, is good, but Forest are that good um, away from home, and Cardiff without Lee Tomlin. So I'm not really surprised at that result. Mm. It was a typical Forest performance. Ben Watson, man of the match. It's standard. It's a standard away game. Um, and I think going into the playoffs, if if it finishes as it is now, I think I have Forest favourites. There's an argument for it. There mm. is an argument for it because they have such a good record against the top sides, don't they? Forest fans, I I mean, we were telling them not too long ago to not give up on automatic promotion. Maybe they shouldn't give up on it just yet, but maybe start focusing, well, have one eye towards the playoffs now. But I 100% understand what you say, yeah, that this- Forest will very much be... A feared side in the playoffs. I, I wouldn't want to play against Forest. They are they 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 come across as a team that takes it game by game. Um, you know, Brentford with all their quality, they're good. But Forest, I see, I can see Forest shutting Brentford out. We know we know about Fulham, and obviously Preston. Again, if it finishes as it is, are one of the weaker sides. So I think I think Forest have just got enough to to. to to do better in the playoffs than those sides. Yeah, absolutely. Cardiff, we thought their playoff hopes might be fizzling out. Um, have we got any anything left? Is it just kind of burning embers at this point? Yeah, the the coals are on is, the last legs. There, yeah, is it just they? is it just smoke at this point? Just gone. Yeah, it's, it's hard to resurrect it. I think the fire just went out when Lee Tomlin got injured. Yeah, literally. You know, players scrapping tells it literally. all, doesn't it? What, what, what bits literally? I don't know. I just, I just, I just, <laughs> I just it's late, Ryan. I chucked in a word. I don't know. Uh, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's um, this uh, playoff fire that Cardiff had is very much uh, figuratively gone. It's. I wouldn't say it's figuratively gone, but I'm looking at it now and it's not providing much warmth. Um, Wednesday got only their second league win since Christmas by beating Charlton 1 0. Bit of a shock result, really. I mean, when you look at the table, it's not much of a shock result, no. but uh, considering how awful Wednesday had been recently, yeah. uh, a shocking result considering Charlton yeah, got a couple of results recently as well. No, absolutely. Charlton have been still inconsistent, but they've been the form team out of those two. Yeah. Uh, and how poor Wednesday have been, obviously. It might have sparked back into life against Birmingham, but still not won at home for a while. Um, had some poor results at home. This is this is a massive result for them. Massive result. Massive, massive result. Um, I mean, Stephen Fletcher coming back is always going to well, be yeah. a big plus point. And I'm, I'm not sure it's no coincidence that oh, yeah, exactly. they played better with him back because he is 
the focal point of this team, really, isn't he? He is, and it's bizarre saying that because the guy's, what, 33 now? Yeah. Well, he's um, getting on a bit, whatever the case. Yeah, I heard a fan um, on a, one of the radio shows say he's, he's 33, he's on his third hair, hair transplant. <laughs> we can't be relying on him. And that's fair enough. Um, I think it's his best goal return this season in his whole career. Yeah, it is. Definitely. You, you can't be you can't be relying on him. There, there's quality in that side. They should have been doing better. But this this is a big result for them. Massive, massive result. And the thing is, the lingering thing is, they've got the possible points deduction on that exactly. horizon. So yeah. they still need to be picking up those points. Yeah. Um, I mean, a 12-point deduction is what's been banded around. We, we still don't know when it's going to happen. I imagine yeah. it must be relatively soon if we were to find out but whatever the case if you were to get a 12 point deduction that would leave them uh, 22nd so below Wigan and below Middlesbrough um, in the current table so they do need to get those points on the board Charlton heartbreak for them Mm -hmm. you thought they would be able to continue this good run but they're still in a pretty decent position really Um, there are plenty of other teams (laughs) around them who I am much more concerned about Considering not too long ago, I was quite concerned about Charlton. I mean, they're in a better position than teams below them. Yeah, um, they're much healthier now than they were earlier in the season. Which I think means, they're in a better position yeah. than teams above them as well. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I said they're, they're in a much healthier position than Hull are. Reading, mm, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, if they get a points deduction. Yeah, and and that as well. There's there's a lot of variables still to play here, but I think Charlton out of those sides are probably the healthier. Um, them, them Huddersfield and, and maybe Stoke. Um, yeah. can't, you can't um, begrudge them this uh, result really too much. Can no, you? but because... they've conceded a lot of late goals this season, and yeah, uh, I think we can go into a bit more depth on Sunday. Um, yeah, they've conceded a lot of late goals this season. That's cost them a lot of points. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm sure we'll have a bit more information on that on Sunday because it'll be an interesting talking point. QPR unbeaten in four now after winning against Derby two one. Do you see this game? Uh, I watched bits of it. Um, it wasn't a particularly interesting game. No. <laughs> um, uh, I think the highlight from a QPR perspective is uh, Wayne Rooney uh, playing <laughs> the ball straight to a QPR defender. Who, it was straight to Eze. Eze, sorry. He's the worst, who, worst player on the pitch. Yeah, who then went on to set up the goal. Yeah. So, well done, Wayne. <laughs> um, but QPR, they will uh, take this point, won't they? Uh, take the three points, won't they? Um, they're still sailing along rather happily in mid-table at the moment. Yeah, I think that's where you want to be after the losing Wells. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we were quite worried about them, really, weren't they? That after mm. losing Wells, they might uh, go on a worrying slide down the table, but they're quite nicely and quite content, I suppose, mm. just being sat in the mid-table area. Yeah. One thing that surprised me this week is finding out that Mark Warburton's 57. Why did you think he was older or younger? I thought he was younger. I could see where you're coming from, actually. I don't know. I 57 is quite old for a manager, isn't it? It is now, yeah. Yeah, yeah fair yeah. point. Uh, Derby? Derby perspective, Any anything you want to say? Uh, the, the team's where they are because they're mid-table. It's an average record they have. Um, away performances. Yeah, they're, they're at the top end of the table for home, bottom end for away. They should be mid-table. <laughs> they're going to finish there, fair enough. Not much else to expand on the, the Derby side of things because they're just a boring mid-table side at the moment. They've got a very good record when it comes to keeping their wins, draws and losses all even. So at the moment they've got 12 losses, 12 draws and 11 wins. So 
With that being said, who have they got this weekend? It is Sheffield Wednesday away. So put your money on it. Derby to win. Even up those. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, Millwall nil, Birmingham nil. Fun game. Fun game. The standout point really was the disallowed goal yeah. for Birmingham, which has caused a bit of a anger online from a Birmingham perspective and a Millwall perspective. Yeah. Um, what What did you make of it? I don't like Jake Cooper's a, a pretty big guy, and Harley Dean's sandwiched between him and um, Hutchinson. Yeah. Can't see a foul myself. It's, it's, a, it's a contact sport. It's embarrassing that that's yeah. been given as a foul because. It, was it Harley Dean? I yeah, thought it was Duke, sorry. Um, but the fact that he's he has just put his hand on Cooper's back, mm-hmm. it's not a push, he's literally just put his hand on his it's, back. It's incredibly, really, really soft. So soft, and unbelievably soft. It's, they're, they're two full-blooded sides, so I can't imagine what the ref would have given throughout that game. Yeah, and they're two mid-table sides. Uh, Blackburn nil, Stoke nil. Two teams both very much hoping for different things at different ends of the table. Mm-hmm. Um, from a Blackburn perspective, I think this is a bit of a poor result, really. Considering their form recently. Yeah, they've been in good form, but I think I think midweek games this season, it's been weird. I don't think teams have capitalised on, on them, apart from Luton, um, on them enough. It's, you know, the atmospheres have been flat. Um, attendances have been poor Tuesday night games so that might play into it a bit I don't know it, it just seemed a flat game nil-nil that's all I've got to say on it it's, it's, it's difficult to find words for it from a Stoke perspective still only a point uh, a point ahead of the uh, Wigan in 20 seconds so still very much in it it'll be interesting especially because they have struggled with consistency this season mm-hmm. but that pretty much rounds up all the midweek games, Justin. Have you enjoyed it? Loved it. Loved every second. I love your enthusiasm as well. That's that's why yeah. I love working with you. It's yeah. That's why that's why we've been friends for over twenty years. Yes, friends, definitely not colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been the Second Tier Podcast. We'll be back again on Sunday when we will give you the meat and the sandwich of the podcast. and the garnish on the side. We'll give you it all. So maybe some crisps as well. Okay. You like crisps with these sandwiches? I don't really eat crisps. Sorry. Fair enough. Yeah. That's fine. It's uh, this has been the Second Tier Podcast. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for listening. If you are right.